Hey you, you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy. Easy. It's easy. It's way too easy. That's it. I mean, I don't have anything else to add short and sweet short, short and sweet man I, I like the efficiency you showing yeah yes you starting you're starting to shoot a better a better field goal percentage from uh from, from freestyle land no like it's that. just it's just laziness <laughs> oh that too there's always that uh welcome to the show guys we appreciate y'all um this is episode 80 80, uh, 80. Yeah, we doubled up on you guys last time because we had such a great conversation last time with Koei, and uh, we hit y'all with two episodes. This week is going to be a little different. We'll probably just hit y'all with one. Um, if y'all are listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, like this video, please. Like the video, share it, comment. It definitely helps us grow. We would appreciate y'all. Y'all are part of the Wise Gang. By the way, hey, man, I think that has a nice ring. Wise Gang. I like that. What you think about that, man? Wise Gang does sound good. Wise Gang. WG. Wise Gang. Everybody wants to be wise, right? I would hope so, right? I would hope so. Everybody wants to be a part of a gang, right? I wanted to be a part of UVA Wise growing up. Remember UVA Wise? I do, I do. Boy, Alfred used to go there. Shout out to Alfred. Wise. Yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Alfred, man. Um, but anyway, we got a jam-packed show. We got some hot topics we want to get into. We got some new music from a lot of people. I feel like this was a good week. This is a really good new music Friday week. So we're we going to get into that. Um, you got anything you want to say before we get into these topics, man? Uh, wash your damn hands. Black Lives Matter. Um, spaghetti's my favorite food. Um, that's it. <laughs> oh man, random as always. I like that. Uh, you know, a woman once called me in the club basic because I told her spaghetti was my favorite food. She said, You basic. And I said, You know what? I didn't know that that, that people thought spaghetti was basic. So that's that's an interesting story. It kind of is basic. I ain't gonna lie. I love spaghetti, but it's basic. Get all y'all spaghetti haters. Yo, come on! But with the spaghetti, you gotta like spice it up. So if you're not throwing the, the extra, if you're not putting the tomato, like the fresh tomatoes, maybe all throw some spaghetti? spinach. Maybe all throw some spinach in the sauce. You know, all spaghetti's ain't created equal. Like y'all haters. <laughs> I absolutely did not get the number that day. I did not get that number. Yeah, no, she. I think don't like basic people. So I, I think she wanted you to say you like the linguini. I bet you if you said linguini, she would be like, "Oh, what? Your oh, favorite, so your favorite thing is linguini. Oh my god, angel hair. I, I, I mean, I eat my angel hair pasta with a nice little marinara sauce doused in some edible meat, and that's literally just spaghetti." <laughs> you, said, you said edible meat. <laughs> I would hope the meat was edible. You never had no edible meat before? Oh man. <laughs> that joint's edible. Yo, man. Hey, let's get into the first topic, man. 
NBA young boy uh, just announced his, uh, he announced that he's coming out with a new album, right? Uh, on September 11th, uh, I guess the new album is going to be called Top. But um, there was a lot of controversy, I think, a lot of co uh, conversations being sparked when he unveiled the artwork for the new album, which looks very, very similar to Roddy Rich's last album called Please Me For Being a Please Excuse Please Excuse Me For Being Antisocial. I think that was a long title. Anyway, I'm here to I'm here to tell you guys this album cover looks exactly like it. I, I, end of story, no debate. Dare I say let's move on? <laughs> like, what the hell? I think I, I think the bigger question before I get your thoughts on this, man, is not does the album cover look the same, but why are people allowed to get away with with this? Because if we're being real, that that anti-social album came out in December of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. So it hasn't even been a whole year before it's already inspiring people to come out with, you know, what I'm saying new albums that look exactly the same. So what do you think about that, man? I mean, ain't no plagiarism in hip hop. Ain't no copyrighted thoughts in hip hop. If you can justify the reason you did something, I think you can go ahead and do it. And he probably said, hey, man, I'm just taking a picture in black and white. Literally, essentially, that's what it was. It's just uh, young boy never broke again, taking a picture in just, you know, black and white setting and just looking angry, just like Roddy Witch was. So, yeah, well, sorry, looking angry with looking angry with a black shirt on with uh, a chain that looks very similar on his neck with a hairstyle that looks, you know, the same as well. Um, what else? The filter looks very similar, uh, you know, but you know. I didn't know a couple created frizzy hair and chains. Oh, wow. He's the first person to do that? To wear that? Such a thing? Oh, wow. Hey, hey I, I understand that uh, you're, you're looking to represent <laughs> the people who uh, maybe don't think that uh, it looks similar, but come on. Can we just can we just cut the shit cut the shenanigans? I'm just playing devil's advocate. It, it looks exactly the same. It, it, it. <laughs> Tone, same vibe, same everything, man. It looks the same. But but let's not kill him, can we? Let him be. No, nah, we're not gonna kill him. No, nah, hell no, nah. we're not gonna kill him. Matter of fact, uh, I haven't really. One thing I will say is this is the first. I'll say this about Young Boy, and then we can move on. Um, this is the first rollout for an album that looks like a major release that I can that I've been that I've seen. Like, I agree. if you notice, every time he's about to drop an album, it just comes out. It's like, oh, yeah. it's a Thursday night, and you're like, oh wait, Young Boy's dropping an album today. He's put out like ten of them in the last probably year. This is the first one that was announced in advance. And the album artwork was was rolled out. It, like it seems like a major release. That's one thing I will say. So, I'm I'm anticipating some good music, man. Like a whole maybe, other level of good music with, with Young. Maybe, Boy. maybe this is his first studio album. <laughs> the first uh, studio album by Young Boy Never Broke Again. No wonder. <laughs> hey, his, no, his debut. Hey, <laughs> is this his debut album? Studio album, album. All the other ones were just albums. Like, <laughs> the album just comes out. Literally, doesn't have to be made in the studio for you to be like, this is a studio album. Like, what if it was made in a basement? What if it was made like, 
like Damian Lillard's making albums in his hotel room. Is that a hotel? His first hotel album? <laughs> Maybe so. Hey, did, was was there a studio in the hotel though? That's true. That is true. No, I'm asking. What does that make it a studio album? I mean, there was a little de facto, little small, little mic. So does it classify as a studio if a mic is in there? And, and I mean, we got laptops now. Like that's that, that could be considered a studio, right? I guess. I can make an album off my phone, right? I heard. I heard. I've heard of people making albums off the iPad. That's true. Off the iPad. Making beats off the iPad. The iPad is powerful, man. That's how internet money makes his beats. Or they. I don't know if it's him or they. Is it? Internet, that's a collective. Yeah. Mm, okay. Internet money, bitch. By the way, that's, anyway, man. that is one of the worst producer names I've ever heard in my life. And I've heard some bad ones. Internet you money. Know, that's bad. It's, but it's, it's unoriginal and pretty bad. I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, no, so we'll, we'll see what we'll see what young boy does. I mean, like I said, this looks like a studio album. I hope to God they don't consider this a debut, but hey. We'll see what the music sounds like. Uh, let's move on, though. Uh, did you know that Logic is actually thinking about unretiring? I think this is your favorite guy that, you know, has shown, he's shown his true colors over the last couple of months. He's, he's decided to, to move on from rap. And uh, apparently his last album, which was his retirement album, was not enough for him to stay away from rap long enough because he wants people to sign a petition to unretire him. And if he gets 1 million signatures, he's going to drop a mixtape. Did you hear about that news? Is, is that surprising to you? Do you want to hear new music from, from this guy? I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I actually did not hear that news. That, this is news to me. Um, I know this is a debate show, so I can't just say I don't care because we need to talk about stuff. This is things we need to talk out, but I don't care. And I mean that in the most respectful, most delicate way possible. I mean, the thing is when I heard that he was gonna retire and he gave all his reasons, I said, this guy will be back in a year or two. Like this is a ploy. And, and we all fell for it because his, his album actually sold very well, but you can't retire after your most successful, most, most highly acclaimed album it's just no so i'm not surprised i do not think this is news um and i will not lose sleep if he does not get a million signatures on his petition <laughs> oh hey what we learned is that uh you will not be one of the signatures because uh, he's getting to that million he's good he's gonna get there so i guess we're gonna get new music from from logic i guess i guess that's what that means I will sign his the uh, deportation signature. We, I, I'm, I'm game for that. <laughs> I think it, I, I'm pretty sure he's from America, but all right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're gonna be signing Tory Lanez's at this rate. If, if there's any <laughs> deportation signatures that's gonna be signed, it will be his before Logic. But hey, I digress. Um, yeah, I don't really care either. I'll be honest with you, I don't care. I didn't care about Logic's last album that dropped, how, even though I thought it was pretty good. I don't really care that he's going to put out new music. Uh, we'll see. I'm not with the oh, antics. No. I ain't with the antics. Yeah, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's going to be a whole bunch of nerds that, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a whole bunch of Twitcher, Twitch people signing that damn petition. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. 
let's move on, man. Travis Scott is no. Did you guys know that Travis Scott did not write Sicko Mode and a lot of the songs that were on his uh, Astro World album? Um, and while that might blow a lot of people away, it doesn't really blow me away because Travis Scott has never really been um, known as a lyricist. So I'll back up. Two reference songs leaked uh, a few weeks ago, which showed Saha the Prince. You guys, if you guys only think about Saha, lyrical beast. I consider him a god MC. Homeboy is an impeccable lyricist. Probably one of the better ones I've heard in a long ass time. He actually was on those reference tracks delivering the same verses that Travis Scott put out on single mode and then also the other song, Coffee Bean. You guys remember that boom bap joint? The last song, if I'm not mistaken, that was on Astro World. Um, so those were the two that leaked. A lot, it was a lot of uproar, a lot of conversation being sparked about, you know, why did that happen? Are you okay with Travis Scott having a ghostwriter? Blah, 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 blah. Then Drake started getting thrown into this. What do you think about this, man? You know what's funny? Remember a couple months, maybe a couple years ago, I told you that there's that song on uh, Cruel Summer that has Travis Scott and um and uh Sci High the Prince and I was and you did not know you were like yo I didn't know Travis Scott was on that song yeah it was Travis Scott and Sci High the Prince they sounded nearly identical um so I knew that they messed messed with each other and maybe because they sound so identical Travis Scott saw him as a resource you know um, to me, Travis's work is very complex. It's very intricate. Like if you listen to, um, Astroworld, I would not be surprised if Travis Scott got help on all of the songs. Like those are not like just your everyday, just simple hip hop songs. They're very intricate. Like it, it um, stop trying to play God alone. That song alone, do you know that there's no way one human being came up with that that song? It's it's way too complex. But I will say this. Um, Coffee Bean, is that what the song called? Coffee Bean? <laughs> yeah, Coffee Bean. Coffee Bean. To me, he got personal on that song. Like he's he's actually talking about dating Kylie Jenner and like having to meet parents. I find it a problem a little bit when somebody else tells your story like you had to get somebody else to write your story like for instance usher i always go back to confessions usher is talking about confessions but jermaine dupri wrote the the song like that that to me is always weird but like i said i don't really have an issue with it and so you know i mean i think to be honest with you i think this whole topic it brings up old wounds for people because there's no consistency when the, the, this topic of ghostwriters comes up, ghostwriting comes up. I, I, I see so many inconsist inconsistencies and people not keeping the same energy. It's, it's alarming. I'm, I'm going to be, just be 100% honest with you. 
on some instances, people have a problem with it, and when it, and some, sometimes they don't. Here are the here is what I normally here's the argument I normally hear from people when they say I don't have a problem with it. It exists for people like Travis Scott who never consider themselves a lyricist, right? Like he doesn't come out and say I'm trying to be the best rapper in the game. He doesn't come out and try to like bar you up randomly with a freestyle, just giving you metaphor bars, trying to prove. Usually when people do that, what Travis Scott does, if it comes out that they have ghostwriters, it seems like people don't have a problem with it. However, on the other hand, when you got somebody like Drake, who's positioned himself throughout his entire career, really, um, as a guy who's trying to become the best rapper that he could possibly be, and even going a step further, trying to be the best ever, He's made mentions within his music. I'm trying to be better than this person. I'm trying to be better than this person. It seems like that's when people have a problem with him. And so when Travis is, for Travis's sake, I really don't care. To be honest with you, I've started to not care at all. I've gotten to that point. I don't really care anymore. Who has a ghostwriter and who doesn't? I'll go a step further. I don't. I'll go a step further. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck. I used to I used to kind of care, but then I then I got to the point where again I saw so many inconsistency inconsistencies and and just people just not keeping the same energy. I'm like, yo, I'm not wasting my time having this debate anymore. If you, we we're not even agreeing on the premise of this discussion, therefore I don't give a fuck who has a ghostwriter. I promise you, if Jay Z came out, if somebody came out and said Jay Z has a ghostwriter, while that might change my perspective my, my perspective as far as how i perceive jay-z's music over the course of his history i'm not sure if that's going to not allow me to t- uh, anoint him and say homeboy is one of the best to ever do it because what i heard with my own ears told me that i think there's a difference between who wrote it and who delivered it delivery is a whole another part of this conversation that nobody wants to talk about same thing with travis scott Travis Scott's delivery is part of the reason why people love Travis Scott. It's his style. It's his style. Well, I mean, so I don't care. So I don't care. I don't care. I was going to say I would go a step further. I, I actually think that's something that needs to be applauded. Like for me, you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and be like, "Yo, you know, this person." did not write their lyrics they did not write their lyrics but then you want them to give you the best product possible like in my opinion if it takes more people more opinions more people's hands in the music to bring out a product that is better you should appreciate the person willing to do that that's harder that's harder than to just hurl out your own thoughts into great music it's harder to be able to work with multiple people and put people in places that they need to succeed to come up with music that's more difficult and for me like i said from the moment i listen to astroworld if you are somebody that breaks down music like we do you know it is impossible to for one person to come out with a body of work like astroworld it Go back and listen to it. It is very intricate. And that's why we love it so much because it is a body of work that is not your average body of work. 
I'm, I'm not, let's not be stupid. Let's not be blind. It takes a lot of people to, 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 to conceive something like that. Just like your, your favorite Beyonce, Newsflash, if you go and look, which by the way, on, um, on Astroworld, uh, Sahai the Prince gets credit. His name is in the credit. It's just that nobody, we, we, we don't have CDs anymore where you can go look in the booklets and see uh, who wrote this song, who wrote that. Sahai the Prince gets credit. And newsflash for you guys that love Beyonce. I love Beyonce. We all love Beyonce. Beyonce makes intricate body of works too. Well, guess what? If you look in the credits, you're going to see Migos. You're going to see Sway Lee. You're going to see um, uh, all types of people were involved in the making of her music. So that's something that you got to appreciate. That's something that we got to, that should not be a negative connotation at all. Unless, like you said, in your situation where Drake claims he wants to be the best, if you want to be the best, that, that makes no sense. You need to write your own stuff in terms of raps. But if, if Drake calls on people for, like, you know, to help make the music better, I have no problem with that. Yeah, and going back to Drake, you know, even Quentin Miller, if you guys remember that situation, Quentin Miller, he was actually in the credits on that album yes. that ultimately caused that whole stir, stir up on, on Drake and whatnot. But, um, yo, it's just so weird. This conversation is so deep because even the examples you gave about Beyonce, you even talked about Usher, right? Even in that, there's a difference of opinion as far as how songwriting, that's what I'll call it. I'll call it songwriting. How songwriting is perceived when it, is, when it comes from R&B versus rap. To me, if you're expressing your opinion artistically, telling your story, whether you're singing or rapping, it's still your story. So why is there so much of an uproar when, it's, when, it, when it, we're talking about rap versus singing? Like that's a perplexing conversation to me that I never seem to really understand why there's a big difference. People talk about, oh, it's bold, but it's rap. Okay. It's rap, an art form. It's a, it's, it's a way, it's an expression. Singing rap, is also one. Rap is competitive. Like at the end of the day, rap is competitive. And so if my competitor, we're going one-on-one, -on -one, like, because, you know, we tend to put top five list and who's better than who. If Jay-Z is writing his own stuff, but then Jay-Z has to battle Drake, who is actually getting help <laughs> in this competitive field that they're in, then I, I get it. It's, it's, it's not fair. It's not a fair fight. But I'll put it like this. While I agree with you, when you say rap is competitive, I think the origins of rap started off of that. It started from the competition aspect, people battling, right? Beatboxing, people breakdancing, right? It, it started from that. I feel like where rap is now, it's not competitive like that, like, like, it, like it once was. Like, people don't give a fuck as much as they did. Everybody's just out here doing their own thing. So it, it, it just seems like that. It just seems like the essence, the essence of rap, that what you're talking about, is fading. But there's people who are trying to hang on to, to that. And I appreciate that. Those are the purists. Those are the people. I, and a part of me feels that way, too. Like, I like that as well. I just feel like if y'all are going to forgive Drake, because I do, I do feel like while Drake has a knock on his career for that, we are going to forget about that in the grand scheme of things. We appreciate Drake. We're never probably going to consider him the best to ever do it because of something that came out like that. 
However, he's still going to be appreciated and regarded as um as somebody who somebody who is 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 a very talented and a and a great a legend at that. I'm gonna put it this way: he better he better be appreciated because, like he, I said, he has to. As as a as a listener, you have to appreciate somebody that's trying to tap into their greatness. You gotta like. I mean, the thing is, you know, we all love Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's great. Michael Jordan did not become great until his teammates. He got better teammates around him. Like, there's always that argument about, oh well, well, nobody had teammates like Michael Jordan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But at the end of the day. You got to appreciate Michael Jordan's ability to play with other good players and even make them better. Like in, in Travis Scott's case, like he is giving opportunities to these other good players in hip hop to for a great chance to shine. And then also is making him a better artist. So I, I just don't see how that that's an issue, but I will say this, you know, how important is image in hip hop? How important is image? Because I really don't feel, I really don't feel like Sci High the Prince people care about Sci High the Prince. Let's be real. And I and what is it? If if Sci High the Prince is capable of making something like Sicko Mode, there is only one reason why he is not popping, and that is his image or his delivery. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, 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 it's 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 a, it's a combination. It's a combination of those. I mean, because, and because, you know, the thing is, for me with Quentin Miller, Quentin Miller, he rapped Drake's, what, what Drake rapped on uh, the songs, he rapped it well, but he didn't have that it factor. Drake has that it factor. And so, yep, yep. It, it literally just comes down to that sometimes. And that's, oh, that's a fact. Crazy. That's a fact. But see, that's, and we, we can end on that. Right. I, style, delivery. And um, an image. Those are all like wrapped in because you can have the style, you can have the look, but you can't have the style and presence on the song. Like it's a lot that goes into it. It's hard to measure, really. That's why people have it, and some people don't. Possible to measure. Yeah, man. Um, I say we get into the music. I'm ready. We got some shit. We got some shit to talk about. I like that. That was a great warm up. Let's go. I liked it. So, with the first album on our Watch the Throne segment, we got somebody who uh, is an OG in the game, a legend, uh, damn near 30 years in the game, Nas, Nasir Jones, with his new album called King's Disease. Man. Go ahead, take it away, man. Cause I got I got a lot to say about this, but I want to hear your thoughts first. All right. I mean, let me start off by saying this. I have my top five list, and we always talk about the top five list, right? My top five list has actually changed throughout the years. So, um, number one to me is Biggie. Number two is Jay Z. Number three is Lil Wayne. And get this, number four is J. Cole. J. Cole, I think, has shown enough to be in my top five rappers list of all time. But then when you get to number five, there's a hodgepodge of people. 
and it, it changes by the day. Um, sometimes I feel like Kendrick Lamar is in that top five list. Sometimes I feel like Drake's in that top five list. Sometimes I feel like Andre 3000 is on that top five list. Sometimes I feel like um, Common's on that top five list. And then the person de facto that I always find myself saying is Nas. Um, throughout the years, I just feel like Nas has been consistent. Nas has been dropping thought-provoking music. And I do believe Nas is riding the high of Illmatic. Um, Illmatic is a classic hip-hop rap album. I can argue that's the best hip-hop rap album I've ever heard. I am digressing, but there's a reason why I'm digressing. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe King's Disease is Nas's second best album. Second best album. I understand. He's dropped some pretty good albums. He's dropped uh, Godson. I thought that was a pretty solid album. He's dropped, um, uh, what else? I Am. Remember that album? Uh, he even dropped an album in Nazir, which I thought was pretty decent, pretty solid. But this, I repeat, is his second best album. And the importance of that is for people that have him on your top five or borderline on your top five, this is the type of album that will solidify his spot as a top five rapper in the game. So why is this album so good? So borderline great. Number one, I think that uh, Nas does a fantastic job of practically, uh, practically channeling his old self. Like, his bars sound crisp. Uh, he's giving you stuff that is uh, really complex in terms of um, not just straightforward rapping. It's it's actually uh, intricate rapping. I know I've been saying that word a lot, but it needs to be said. Um, then also he finds ways to 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 make appealing music, which is really hard. You know, for him, he's what 45, 46 years old for him to still be able to channel this inner musician that is able to appeal to a, a lot of people. It's pretty impressive. And then the beats on the album are fantastic. Hit Boy outdid himself. Hit Boy, I would think Hit Boy was 55 years old, the way that he was able to make timeless records like that. He, he had to have lived in that era to be able to make such tight ass beats like that. Um, and when you put that all together and then you, you add to the fact that Nas collaborated with a lot of the younger cats and fit in nicely, fit in fantastically. But then he also collaborated with some of his OG guys like AZ, Cormega, the, the firm in general. I thought that was dope. All in all, I just feel like this, this body of work meant a lot. I thought it was, was Nas clearly knew that he 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 had to 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 drop something that was classic like I, I can feel the urgency in the album and i just think it's it's it needs to be applauded it's it's his second best album uh what would you give it man uh, as far as a grade is concerned i would give it an a minus now i know people are going to be like yo what, what the heck you gave it a b on your site I know I changed my grading scale. So uh, I no longer give pluses and minuses. 
But if you ask me in person, it's an A minus. It's not quite an A, but I do think that it's it's cl- as close to an A as it gets. Hmm. Uh. Well, guess what, guys? I'm here to vehemently agree with you. Um, <laughs> uh, mainly because you're right on track. You're right on the money, man. I, I I never even really thought about the whole King's disease being his second best. I haven't even gotten that far. And while you might be right, I'm right right now. I'm just simply appreciating this album for what it is and for what I've been consuming so far, because to to assess this album, I think you truly have to appreciate hip hop on, I think, on another level. Like, I, I just feel like people who are not fans of hip hop are not really going to hear this album and understand why it should be regarded the way we are regarding it right now. I'm here to tell you, for, point, point blank, this album is an A. We, I ain't gonna get into no pluses and minuses, and this is an A project, and Nas showed out the entire way. Like, one of the biggest criticisms on Nas that I've been hearing online for the last couple of years is this whole notion that Nas has been rapping over trash beats, and, I'm not about to sit here and qualify those sentiments, those statements that people have been making. However, I'll say I understand where people were coming from. The production generally that Nas picks is one of those, it's the type of style where he wants his words to be the, at the forefront of the song. So like the beat is not even really memorable like that. Like you don't really care. It's like, okay. It's like Nas wants you to hear what he's saying versus the beat that's accompanying what he's saying. I feel like on this album was the complete opposite of that. Remember when Nas, by the way, sorry not to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Nas rapped over the Thief Themes beat twice. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't think I've ever heard that. Before the song started, he said, yo, man, I'm sorry, guys. I had to to freak this beat again. But anyway, but listen, listen, and, and, and with that being said, Nas played into the things that people have been saying. It's like, bro, like you're not creative with your production. Like, come, give us some more inspiration. Is it it kind of reminds me of J. Cole. J. Cole has been so vehemently, uh, you know, he's been so like vehemently, vehemently and, and, and adamant his entire career of doing his own production, right? He wants to rap over his own stuff. And while that's admirable. We love J. Cole for having so many different talents. That doesn't always allow you, the artist, to shine like you probably could have. It was no coincidence that as soon as J. Cole, which is recently, started rapping over beats that were not his, we started really seeing a different light of his, a different light of J. Cole. Um, The London, you know, um, what he did over uh, the middle child, you know, what we've been hearing from J. Cole within the last year or two have been a more dynamic and a more inspired J. Cole. I feel like that's what I heard with this album with Nas. Because when I start getting into the production, which Hit Boy, by the way, did a fantastic job, um, which he doesn't even get enough credit for his range in production. That's another guy he, who's really, I think, going to go down. Um, and he's, he's, he's really, he, we really need to start appreciating Hit Boy for, for what he does. 
when you start getting into the track list of King's Disease, which by the way, I didn't even know what King's Disease meant until the song, The Definition. <laughs> was I the only one? I couldn't have been the only one. I was like, okay, the whole time I'm listening, okay, what the hell is King's Disease? He's not explaining it throughout the album. I got to the song, The Definition, featuring Brucey e. B, and I quickly was like, okay, I get it. It's brilliant. Nas is, is one of them dudes that, again, brilliantly delivers messages within his music. Some of my favorite songs are uh, the intro, King's Disease. I love that joint with uh, Charlie Wilson, car number 85. Um, 27 Summers. Great song. Lyricism. I think he was mainly reflecting on his career, reflecting on the fact that he's been able to be this, uh, be this guy that people can appreciate and be considered legendary for this long. Um, of course, to me, I think the one of the best songs on here is Replace, what is it? Replace Me? There you go. Replace Me with, with Don Tolliver and Big Sean, I thought was a very, very good track. Honestly, one of the better tracks on here. I dare I say one or two, it's up there. It's up there. Don got, Tolliver on the hook, great. The best. You got it as the best? Yeah. But your boy, your, the only, the only, your boy stole an LMA hook. What's up with hey, trip, trip, hey, trip, bro, bro? When I heard the song, I said this sounds familiar. I heard it, I heard the the hook again, and I was like, this is one hundred percent LMA. And then I was thinking in my mind, it's one of her fa- it's one of her joints. Immediately went to trip. It sounds just like trip, but mm-hmm. why? The melody, the melody, the that's melody. a good catch. I thought I was the only one who caught that. Nope, because because it's not obvious. It's not it. obvious. It's not obvious. It's not kinda like it's kind of subtle. Yeah, it's kind of subtle. So, um, but again, him and Big Sean, they did a good job rapping. I liked it a lot. One of the better songs. The other joint I really fuck with is uh, The Cure and Spicy. That last joint with uh, ASAP Ferg and uh, Fabio Foreign. Fabio, my bad. Fabio Foreign, I thought was pretty dope. Overall, man, I'm going to give this album much props, man. Much props to Nas, much props to Hit Boy. I feel like they took their time with this. This does not feel rushed like, like Nasir did. Now, to be honest, I was one of those people who did not like Nasir. I didn't like that album with him and Kanye. It didn't sound good. It sounded rushed. It sounded unfinished, unpolished, too rough around the edges. I've heard Nas rap much better than that, and this is a perfect example of that. This album is, 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 a, is great. It's one of the better albums of this year. I, th- I feel like it's in the conversation of album of the year. I don't think it's quite there because I still remember albums like Eternal A Take by Uzi. Um, there's some, there's some, some really good ones that dropped this year. But Nas... It's going to take a little more than... Bro. It's going to take a little more than King's Disease to knock off Eternal A Take. I mean, Bro. I think even though I would, I would say music, musically, uh, King's Disease is, is very good, probably superior, Eternal A Take was just special. So you're you're battling special versus, you know, just good. Yeah, man. Overall, right. good album. Like I said, it's an A. Nothing more that needs to be said. Let's keep it moving to another album that uh, could possibly be album of the year. Burner Boys, Twice as Tall. How you feel about that joint? First and foremost, it's Burner Burn Boy. 
Get it, get it straight. I said burner boy. You said burner, okay? Not like a like a stove burner. Come on, not to be confused with the rapper named Burner. Wait, is 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 Burner Boy and D- David O? What are you talking about? That's how I read it. I went yeah, to and, and also o- Olamid, not Olomide, Olamid. And well, <laughs> well, oh, you heard of heard of well? well? I heard, well. heard that song by Welly. Well, the well guy from DC. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Giannis Okay, now you're just being disrespectful. Please. <laughs> I'm going to act like I didn't hear that one on behalf of the Greek freak. <laughs> Knock it off. Like, have you, by the way, have you ever, my parents, right? Uh, I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I really love Victor Oladipo. It's not Victor Oladipo, it's Victor Hola Depot. I'm like, that's hola. what I just said. I just did <laughs> Hola, 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 hola. 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 Get all Depot. the synonyms. Get all like, the synonyms. You just saying it slow. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I'll be quick about Burner Boy's album because um, he did his thing as well, man. You know, again, this was a very, very good week in music. Last two weeks, really. Um, everybody wants to compare, you know, like I, what I don't like, honestly, I'll say what I don't like, and then I'll get into the shit I love because what I don't like is how people try to make it seem like, because an artist has done amazing work in the past and we appreciate them for the work they've done in the past. Everything following that work has to be compared to that body of work as if it needs to be done that we don't have to do that guys. Like, just appreciate what is being given to you without comparing it. And you might actually appreciate more music than you think. I say that to say, that's what I've been seeing about Burner Boy's his music. Like, everybody wants to say, oh, this album is not as good as Gi- African Giant. It's not as good. African Giant was the one. I'm like, okay. But this album, Twice as Tall, was great. This was a great album. Um, Cause when you really get into uh, his music, I think one of the main things that stands out to me is that um, he has a very intentional approach at connecting black people all around the world together. And he's one of the only dudes that I can see out here that's really doing it on that level. And I respect him for that. Like just before we even get into how the music sounds, before we even get into, oh, does the music slap? Does it not? Blah, 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 blah. Homeboy's position, the way he's even rolling out the music, the meaning behind what he's even doing with the music, I respect off the rip. The music itself, we've come to realize that Burner Boy is one of the top guys in music. And I, and I, mean, that, I mean that with all due respect to all the other people that's out here making music. Don't get it twisted. He's not, in, he's not quite hip hop. He's not quite pop, whatever the fuck that means. He's not quite R&B. He's not quite Afrobeats. He's a little bit of everything. He really is. And he's one of those guys that really is making, to me, he's making worldly music that, that people of all backgrounds and all, I think, generations can really appreciate. And one thing I want to say is um, I was very surprised at the, the, the Diddy executive producer role on this, on this album. That shocked me. 
but when I but when I heard his explanation in one of his interviews, he basically pointed out how Diddy was one of his um, his main inspirations growing up, which I'll say it surprised me, but hey, go go ahead and get your shit off. He also said the same thing about that Naughty by Nature feature. If you guys, again, talking about the album, he had a song with Naughty by Nature, um, which is called Naughty by Nature. <laughs> and uh, while I don't really like that song like that, that was, that's one of the other examples of Burna Boy tapping into who his inspirations were growing up. And I know that because, again, I heard his interview. So... When we start getting into the music, I just thought like the music was very solid. You know, Level Up, it started with that. And, you know, he got into his bag. Alarm Clock was more of a kind of a, a skit. It didn't really feel like a full track, but nonetheless, it wasn't a skit, sorry. It was more like an interlude, not a skit. Um, I'll say some of my favorite songs here because I don't want to take up a whole, much, a whole bunch more time on this, um, even though I could. I liked Way Too Big. I liked the joint with him and uh, him and uh, Curtis Martin from Coldplay. That was dope to me. That was really dope. Sounded like stadium music. Uh, I liked the joint with him and Stormzy called Real Life. I also liked the joint called Wetin De Sup. That joint right there is, is the one or two or three or four on this album. Honestly, the whole album got jams. So if you're somebody who appreciates Burner Boy's music, this is going to be no different. Um, and so if I'm grading this, I would give this album a, a B. Solid B. No more, no less. It's growing on me to potentially become more, but definitely not anything less than a B. What do you think about the album? Well said. I mean, I, I echo a lot of your statements. Um, I'm going to be brief and I'm actually going to be brief. Uh, I thought it was a really good album. You know, the, the number one thing that stood out to me on this album is the fact that Burner Boy wants to be a great, like he, he, he thinks he is capable of being one of the best musicians of all time. And that's what he strives for. How do I know that? Number one, he starts the album off with level up. If you listen to what he's saying on level up is he's striving to be this person that gets respect from the industry and he's striving. And he, he also talks about how, like when he did not get a Grammy, he was very disappointed, upset about it. It made him work harder. Um, so he literally says he wants to be great. And then if you actually pay attention to the music on this particular album, like you can tell he puts more oomph into his melodies. He puts more oomph into his raps when he decides to rap. He puts more oomph into uh, the topics that he talks about. Like for instance, uh, what I said in my review of, of the album, I said, yes, Burner Boy talks about love and Burner Boy talks about being that dude. But the way he talks about it is in a way that is so, uh, so powerful that you cannot just neglect or just act like you just ignore just ignore what he said like his words hit hard same thing with his melodies when he drops a melody they're so complex they're so much more powerful than your average musician that you can't just ignore the melody that you just heard that's what burner boy is he is a person he is a musician a talented musician that 
makes sure that you feel every single melody, every single hook, every single word, every single topic that he instills into his music. You cannot just listen to a Burner Boy song and just say, oh, uh, I'm just jamming to it. You got to feel every single song. You are going to feel every single song that he makes. And I think that's what makes him such a great musician. And that's what I think makes this particular album great because I hear somebody that is trying to strive for greatness on this album. Well said. Well, well said. Uh, let's move on. Next album. Dave East dropped his new project called Karma 3, which I just found out sold 17,000 first week for those of you guys who actually care about numbers. Um, what'd you think about the project, man? That, my friend, is not very impressive numbers. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> That's... Hey, 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 hey. Hey, I'm just reporting the news. I didn't. I, I didn't tell you to. I didn't tell you how to feel about it. I'm just reporting the news. You know, Dave East. There's only a few people on this in this industry that how popular they feel doesn't reflect the success that they see. <laughs> You know, when I think about Dave V's, I'm like, Dave V's got to be selling. Like, Dave V's got to be a household name. Like, he, the way he talks, the way he raps, his confidence, his bravado, I'm like, this dude got to be, like, doing numbers. He doesn't. And that goes for the game also. Like, the game's another rapper that I think this dude, he talks with a bravado, a swagger, that he is actually in the upper echelon of rappers. But when you look at the game's numbers on Billboard charts, he does not sell well at all. And this is not hold a knock game. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't put some respect on game's name. The game I, had I, his time. He had his time already. But he still. Sold, he went platinum. His All his albums, early albums were platinum, multi-platinum. He's had his time. Don't compare 2020 game with but, early but, game. But here's the thing, though. The game... Dave East and the game, which this is one of my issues with Dave East. Both Dave East and the game put hella features on their albums. And for me, and the features that they put on their albums are clearly features that you're like, yo, he's trying to get people to like all types of people to buy his album. Like, there's no reason the game should be collaborating with the young thugs of the world unless you want young thug. We're talking every big name artist, the game collaborates with the reason he does that uh, probably a lot of times is because he thinks that he's going to sell well if you put all these people same thing with davies like if we go through davies album let me pull it up real quick if we go through davies album there those are some high profile names on there yeah hey, i got it i got it right here yeah he got uh he got well some are not though so let's be real uh he got trey songs he got a boogie he got uh Mary J. Blige, come on. Mary J. Blige is a legend. But honestly, I would say the other ones are not as known. There's a lot of people that are not household names like that. So I, I got to disagree with you on the, not the amount of features, because he does have a lot, but the, I'm talking about like the, the range or the variety. He got a lot of no-name people. People that I know, but the, but the vast majority of people probably won't know. Like not, not, not high-profile names, yeah, but... 
but anyway, that that was actually a super duper digress from the point. Um, you know, he his music is good. You know, I've I, I'll be the first to tell you his his last what was it his debut album his debut album I thought was great. I told you that 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 album has the feel of a classic hip hop album. I'll be the first to tell you. I think he's a phenomenal rapper. But it's just something. Something's missing with Dave East. And I don't think it's something that he's doing. I think something is just not clicking with people. This album is good. This, this like I'm I'm it, I feel like a broken record. Every single time a Dave East album comes out, I'm gonna say it's good. It's good, right? It's good. He's 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 dropped so many projects. They're all good. They're good. It's like the rapping is good. The topics are good. The 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 hooks are good. The features are good. They're good. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, <laughs> what, is, what do you want me to say? You want me to go down the line, right? Handsome is tight. Uh, the city is tight. Like, I'm tired of actually doing that for Davey's albums. They're good. What the hell is it that is not clicking with people with Davey? 17,000 is not he's not he's not that like to me that's that's that to me is not impressive like i what is it i don't know i don't i don't even feel like talking about the album yeah all right all right so so before you before you start trashing the album that you say you like i'll take over here (laughs) because at this rate you're gonna start you're gonna start trashing it and i might start i might too but I want to, I want to, I, I, what I will say is I want to, I want to start with, with love. I want to start with props to Davies because I remember you and I, we had this conversation, like you said, about survival, his last album. And you said it had a classic feel. We debated for a while, multiple debates about what that means. That it had a, does it have a classic feel? Was it really that good that, as you were saying, I thought the project was was good. I didn't think it was anything great. Call me crazy. I think Karma 3 is better than his last album. I think this album is better than Survival. That's just my opinion. I say that because I just feel like the music sounds more mature. You're smoking some type of serious crack, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But but, listen, listen. Hey, it's, it's all good. Um, and so we can disagree on that, but I'm just letting you know, for me, I think, the, I think this album sounds better. He has more confidence. He actually has more, more songs that I actually think people would give a fuck about. And I, and I said this shit on Twitter, like, because I genuinely was thinking about this while listening to his, listening to this. I got to the end of the album and said, what the hell do we as a community need to do to get this man to the next level? Because... I don't feel like he's doing anything wrong musically. He should be much bigger based on what we're hearing than what he's actually, how his music is being received. So you're right, 17,000, that's not enough. It doesn't seem like it matches him. And so shout out to, uh, shout out to Coke. Um, he's, you know, one of, one, of my, one of my dudes who grew up with him. You know, we, we engage a lot on, on, on Twitter. He said he thinks it's a, it's a label issue with him. He signed a Def Jam. Maybe he's not being pushed from a art from a label standpoint. 
And so I'm not about to give, I'm not about to go back and forth and speculate. We don't know. However, we can both agree on the fact that what his music is showing is not matching how people should probably care about his music based on what the stuff that he puts out. There's something that's not connecting. I don't know what it is, but it's not connecting. And what, what, I, really, I really like this album. I, I think this album is strong. Fuck that with Young Dolph. I'm telling you, that is the type of song that sounds authentic. It sounds like Dave East can branch off to a different demographic. It sounds organic. I can see that song blowing up. And so if this is a matter of Davies never having that one song, because I don't think he's ever had that one song that people really got behind and people give a fuck about. I think that one has the potential. Just my opinion. I, we'll see if it actually happens, though. We'll see. I mean, you're you about know, to say something. Go ahead. What are you about I'm to say? Saying, like, you know, one of my favorite terms, one of my favorite raps is Jay-Z. We always say it. The streets is done. In a world where Takashi 69 is drastically outselling the realest, one of the realest dudes in Dave East. One of the realest dudes. He's drastic. He's probably getting 10 times better numbers than Dave East. The streets is done. The <laughs> hip hop is done. Yo, like, the, street, the, streets, the streets been done a long time ago, but I feel you. That's bad. That's a very bad look for hip hop. It is. It, it looks bad. It, it looks look. bad. I want to switch subjects a little bit and, and, and go a little lighthearted on this, but um, who, in your opinion, who <laughs> out of Lil, Lil Baby, Meek Mill, and Dave East, who is the one that makes you believe the most that they were poor? Because if we start, if we talking about dudes who make you who sound like they from the gutter and is always trying to remind you that they came from oodles and noodles and that they came from being broke, they didn't have anything, they were starving. I feel like Dave East is number one at that. I really do. I remember you used to say all the time, little baby. You said little baby always talking about he's struggling, right? <laughs> he did. Davey sound like he's, he's I, I don't even believe Davies has money I don't. <laughs> you know why I wouldn't say Davies not, not because they, they all about that life but you know why I would say the others over Davies because Davies is so educated he knows how to actually piece his feelings about the hood together I think Baby and Meek are so deep in the hood. Sometimes they don't even exp- they can't even explain what they're seeing. <laughs> like Meek Mill, Meek Mill legitimately gets pissed off when somebody doesn't actually live up to hood standards. He's like, "Yo, hey man, you ain't living up to it. I'm mad at you." Like you know, that's, that's me. True. You 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 engulfed in it. But Davies, I feel like Davies being the blo- on the block all the time. Like I, Dave, I do. Davies on his Uber Eats is his old his his old house in the hood is like <laughs> his uber eats address go right. to address. but yeah, yeah. Duh. he he yeah i don't know man i don't know about davies is a mystery to me but you know what you know what about davies though you know what i think is interesting unlike little baby and meek mill i feel like davies people in the hood respect him like 
he's a very respectable, very like studious dude. Like I don't see people being mad at him in the hood, you know, but I do see like, I wouldn't recommend Meek Mill, you know, going back to his hood and doing some crazy stuff. Cause I do feel like there's a lot of haters and that, that will probably do try to do stuff to him just because of, you know, who he is. But I feel like Davies is, he just seemed like a real nice guy. Like, <laughs> you know, Davies, if you, if you've heard him talk, uh, he just seems cool, dog. Like he, he just seems like he's a really normal dude. He does. He does. He got that. He has that, uh, that going for him. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. All right. Well, let's, let's keep it moving. Another dude that I believe is really about that life. Uh, young Dolph. Dolph. What's his uh? What, what don't he got like a a, a catchphrase or something? It's Dolph. Oh, that's it. Okay, it's Dolph, Young Dolph. Uh, he dropped Rich Slave, uh, which that is a loaded title. Um, Sheesh. Uh, what do you think about that joint? Yeah, man, that's a very loaded uh, loaded term. That's that's the the word of the weekend. That uh, you and I loaded term. Nobody will understand why it is, but us. Uh, yeah, man. I, I heard him explain the title, and I'm pretty sure I didn't need his explanation to to think what he meant <laughs> by the title. But he essentially said, "I'm rich, but I still feel like I'm a slave." I remember the person asking him, wait, what do you mean you're a slave? What does that mean? He's like, well, you know, you know, look at what's happening in, in society right now, right? Look at, look at, look at black people. We, you can still go outside and, 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 and not be regarded by how much money you have in your, how much money you truly have in your bank account, right? But um, still be considered rich in certain settings. But, and so while he is not the most articulate guy, I don't look to young Dolph to explain complicated topics like the title of his album suggests. This is one of the better young Dolph projects that I have appreciated over the years. Like I, I really feel like this is the type of album that is going to get people excited about who he is and what he is trying to convey in his music, because I'll be honest with you, I've been on the fence of, with, with Young Dolph for pretty much since I found out about Young Dolph years ago. You know, I go back and forth. You know, I hear a song that I think, that I think is good, and then the next three songs, I'm like, okay, these are trash. I'm off of Young Dolph. I don't, I'm, I don't, if I don't hear a song from this guy again, I'm good. Then he drops another joint out the blue, then I'm like, okay, that's not bad, Young Dolph. This is the first project to me that I genuinely listened to from top to bottom and said, okay, I think I understand the appeal of Young Dolph. Like, I really think I get it now. Because the first song on here, the intro, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. To me, that's the best song on the album. And I hate when people when they people when you when you're when the best song in the album is the first song that I hear, usually that 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 sets a bad precedence for me and how I genu generally think of your album moving you know just in the future. But honestly, he got he got some solid music on here. He got some solid music. Um, 
I just like young Dolph's style, man. Like I've come to appreciate him and I think I understand him, his self-made mindset. Like he, he's one of those boss dudes who doesn't really get enough credit for his independentness, right? He's one of them guys who, if you appreciate people like Master P, if you appreciate the people who've come before somebody like, let's say a young Dolph, who has an independent label and who looks to the industry for distribution mainly, but who owns all of their shit, you have to respect Young Dolph. You have to. There's literally no way you cannot respect Young Dolph. Maybe you don't enjoy his music, but you have to respect his perspective. And so I've come to appreciate that about Young Dolph. I think I, I, think I, I like his perspective more than I like his music. However, like I said, this album is one of the better albums that I've heard. Probably the best album I have heard from Young Dolph that he's ever dropped. And so at this point, I rock with it. This, was, this album was good. If I had to grade it, I'm giving it a C+. It's, it's, it's above average. It, it, it's, it's not going to blow you away. You know, it didn't do anything that was too crazy. However, the music is solid to really good. That's all I got to say, man. What do you got? You know, I thought the album was fantastic. I mean, like I said, let me rephrase it. So fantastic for his standards. Because the thing about Young Dolph is he can make really good music. I think a lot of people don't know that. He can actually make some pretty good music. But then he can also make some pretty bad music. <laughs> so um, I thought this album was fantastic. I, I, I thought there were so many times he swung and hit home runs. Like like you said, hold up, hold up, hold up was a home run. Death Row's a home run. R&B's a home run. Yada, yada, yada. They're all home runs. You know what I find interesting about Young Dolph? He is not a fantastic rapper. He is not the best rapper I've ever heard in my life. Like, if you actually listen to the album on a lot of songs, he raps off beat a little bit. Um, he doesn't hit you with clever punchlines. Um, hey, he, hey I, I, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I'll put it even more blatantly. He's not a good rapper. <laughs> He's not. But he has swag, though. He has style. That was, my, that was exactly what I was going to say. The thing right, is... Well, <laughs> the thing is he literally his whole shtick, you know that right? That 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 word shtick is that he's just talking real life. Like he 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 sounds like he lives what he talks about, and his swag is on a hundred. And what he proves to me and to you and to everybody in the world is that swag can get you to the finish line of everything that you do. If you have swag, do you know how far you can go? Swag can get you to a supervisor position. Swag can get you <laughs> the president's. Apparently. That's facts. That's you know, facts. If your swag is on 100, you can make it to the finish line of anything. And I think that him, I wasn't enamored by his rapping ability. I was not enamored by his hooks. Matter of fact, I don't think he... He hits us with one freaking melody. I don't think he sings on the album. I don't, I'm not sure he sings on the album. Matter of fact, I don't think this album has one R&B singer. Isn't that interesting? 
I don't think there's one R&B singer on the album. But he just hits us with dope ass man swagger. So you need to be don't I think it for, you're right. He doesn't sing. I don't want to hear him sing. I would like to hear another somebody else sing though on it. Like I think that could add another layer. His music is just so gutter. Like, bro, I feel like I need to be in the mud while listening to this man's music. Yep. Like, put some headphones on, go take a mud bath, cause homeboy got it out the he got it out the mud. I feel like I need to be in that element to really appreciate this man's music, bro. I'm telling you. And you know what's even funnier? What's even funnier is that um like actually I forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead. <laughs> what the fuck? Um anyway, we, we we can end on that then, man. Um what would you grade it? What would you grade it? You said it was pretty good. What would you grade it? Um I would give it a B. But like I'm I'm with you. More like teetering, probably C plus B minus, I would say, because I think it's fantastic. Um I think it's for good him for his standards. I mean, I, yes. I, I also think it's a fantastic album. I, I, I think it's a good album, but you know, it's not the greatest album in the world. Like it's not better than Thriller, but I think it's a fantastic album. Here, here you go with Thriller, man. You know, one day Thriller is not going to be the best album to you. One day I will be saying Eternal Take. It's not Eternal Take, but you know, the way, the way in which you talked about this next album I feel like it has a chance to eclipse Thriller. Um, and so on that note, Vic Mensa just dropped a new project called V-Tape. I would love to hear what you have to say about this album. And it being better than Thriller, potentially. Vic Mensa's V-Tape is not better than Thriller. But it's better than every other album that came out in the history of music. <laughs> Damn, man. In all seriousness. Almost, almost better than Thriller. Damn. In all seriousness, I think this Vic Mensa album is fantastic. You know, I'm going to be you. I'm going to be you while I talk about this album. You know why? I usually don't like to factor stuff that has happened to people in the past like you do. Like you. I'm particularly talking about your review of... Uh, of uh your boy uh, uh uh jay electronica's album you said oh how it was conceived how it was created i don't like the fact that he's this big rapper that got jay-z he, he cheat coded his way to, to a fact that's a fact i get it a if science I a scientific fact it was it was proven in a lab by who <laughs> uh, the same people that proved uh, hydrochloric can save us all from coronavirus, them? Anyway, so here's the thing. I usually try not to do that. I try to steer clear from, from things like that. I couldn't with the Vic Mensa V-Tape album. In my opinion, the music is great. Don't get me wrong. The beats are great. Fantastic beats, actually. Um, Vic Mensa's rapping ability is amazing, which I'm going to elaborate a little more on a little, a little later. And, um, you know, lyrically, I thought it was fantastic. But I could not help but notice the resiliency he showed to make this album. I'm, I'm here to tell you guys right now. I'm here to tell you guys right now. I truly believe 
that if Vic Mensa's V-Tape album did not do well, like if it was not a good album, this might have been it for his career. This was it. People were done with Vic Mensa. People no longer believed in the man. Like people were like, this dude's, he's, his personality is not the greatest. He can't make hits, blah, 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 blah. This was his most important album to date and he delivered. And I couldn't help but notice he was actually attacking his critics on the album. He was going after his critics over and over again. He was, he was letting people know that I understand people hate me and I'm, I'm dealing with the adversity head on. It made the songs poke out even more. And so I get it. It's just a seven track project. And I get that you guys hate Vic Mensa, but what he was able to show as an artist, as a rapper, as a human being on this album, I thought was hella impressive. Now, here's the thing. If you follow Vic Mensa, um, what you got to realize is Vic Mensa is very talented. Vic Mensa is very experimental with his music. Vic Mensa, I believe, did a lot of writing for Kanye West in the past. Um, so he, he, he actually has a really good ear for music. He doesn't necessarily experiment on this album. Like he doesn't sing. He doesn't hit us with crazy melodies. He just straight up raps. And I'm the same person that said Vic Mensa his ceiling as a rapper is J. Cole. That's his ceiling as a rapper. That's how high I think of Vic Mensa's rapping ability. I think his ceiling is J. Cole. And I believe he actually lives up to J. Cole's standards on this album. I said it. There you go. You can kill Vic Mensa and kill me. I'm going to vouch. I stand by every word I said. Now it's your turn. Well, well, damn. Uh, I, I, are you voting? For, is he on the freaking presidential voting block? Like, are you are you going out to the ballots to vote for Vic Mensa? That's all I need to know. Absolutely. Okay, all right. I, I figured. I figured. I figured. Um, you know what, man? Uh, short project. You know, seven songs. I told you this offline. I was done with Vic Mensa. Uh, not pers- not that I know him personally. I don't, you know, he didn't do anything to me. He didn't do anything to my family. But, you know, you get to a certain point with artists, right? And everybody has their breaking point. You get to a certain point with an artist where you've heard enough from them, whether it's musically or in their personal life. And you're like, you know what? I, th- I think I'm cool on this person. I- if I don't hear anything from them, I'm good. I was there with him before I heard V-Tape. I was there. I told you, only reason I clicked play on this damn project was because I, I, I'm curious about every project that comes out. I look at track listing and I'm like, okay, I, want, I just want to see who's on, who's on what. I happened to see St. John listed as a feature. I thought that was intriguing, not only because I rock with St. John's music, but because I'm like, I know what Vic Mensa is capable of. Bruh, he's still the same guy who's put out really good music over the years. Matter of fact, he has one song with Ty Dolla Sign. I cannot, it's the name of the song is escaping me. It's one of the best songs that came out that year. You, you have to know the name, please. You know the name. You remember that joint? I know uh, exactly what you're talking about. Bro, you, you know about. what? I'm going to find the joint right now because, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, I believe it was on that. 
It was on the album called Autobiography. Hold on, hold on, let me find it. I'm gonna find that's it. That's an example of him showing off. Like, we could we could be free. We could be free. He he. That's his potential. He has Un- unbelievable, unbelievable record. For for like I'm talking about somebody putting that song out. Like you said, the ceiling is um the ceiling is beyond J Cole because he does more than just rapping. He gets into melodies. He gets into singing. On that song, he displayed unbelievable artistry. And so I've seen and heard what the man can do. However, he's rubbed me the wrong way, and I was off of him. It was only that, that St. John song that brought me back. I thought that song was incredible. That song, Too Honest, unbelievably passionate. Dude, my heart was on the floor. My jaw was on the floor. I feel like I was, I, was, I was about to cry. Like, the man was crying while he was delivering his verse. Unbelievable. That, that song alone should win a goddamn Oscar. That song. That's how great that song was. Now, I don't think songs can win Oscars, but shit, hey, put it in the category. Like, it's, it's that good. That's my point. And so, you're right, man. You're right. Like, his ceiling as a rapper is amazingly high. And I think I'm back on Vic Mensa's music. I like the vulnerability he's always shown. I like the fact that he's always open and honest about what has gone on in his life. From a child growing up in Chicago, growing up as a biracial dude, having a Ghanaian father. You know, he talks about all of this stuff. I know his story. And I, can, I feel empathy towards him. I do. As much as, as, much as I don't really like his, his perspective a lot of times when he talks. I feel, I feel where he's coming from a lot of times as well. And so this project, man, is a resurrection. You're right. He came back from the grave because now I don't, and so I don't know if he, his career was genuinely on the rocks, but it, it, it definitely felt like it. Because I think when Rock Nation signed him a couple years ago, bro, he was supposed to be bigger than what he has shown. He was, man. You could just tell. Like, his talent warrants it. Everything warrants it. The man was supposed to be bigger than what he has shown us today. And so I hope and pray for this guy's sake that he has found himself. And personally, I, I think it's, it was a uh, he, – he openly talks about his struggles with, like, his uh, mental, mental – uh, Mental health, mental illness, mental health. Like he is mental illness. He, he talks a lot about mental illness. Yeah, talks about it. And I, I do think that he's one of those people that is that's in his own head. Like he could be great if he can get out of his head. And I think this album was probably therapeutic for him, like an opportunity to just kind of be like, "Yo, I know what's going on. I know what you guys think of me, and I'm gonna actually vent, and I'm gonna rant, and I'm just gonna straight up rap." And I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. It's, it was meaningful. It was a meaningful body of work. Fan, fan. You're right, because he even confirmed that on his song, on that Too Honest song. He said he's, he apologized to the fans. He was like, yo, I'm sorry. I've been in my own way. He's, he's, mm-hmm. He said it. He said it multiple times throughout the project, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, the performance he put up on this project is one of the better performances this year. Performance. It is. It is. I ain't talking about. I ain't talking about the album being the best album. Cause you know how like when there's award shows, they have best performance, best album, best this. 
if we're just talking about the performance he showed, it's one of the best. It might be the best as of right now that I've heard this year. I, I mean, it's, it's similar to, like, remember back then I used to say, like, Nicki Minaj, on Nicki Minaj's albums, she puts up a better rap performance than anybody I know. Nicki Minaj is masterful at putting up great rap performances. Now, her, her, her album's super great? No. But, like, her rap performances are, are astute. So, I get exactly what you're talking about, brother. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Lecrae, a.k.a. the Christian rapper that doesn't want to be labeled as a Christian rapper, um, dropped Restoration or Restoration or Restoration. Um, what grade, or, or rather, what do you think about this album? You know what, man? Uh, hmm. That's a loaded question. Uh, because I, I can go a lot of different ways with this. Damn. A lot of different ways. I just make me want a loaded nacho. But anyway. <laughs> loaded nacho. Hey, them shits, them shits is good, man. I like those. Um, but, yeah, I can go a lot of different ways with this because restoration is... Uh, it's great. It's great. I'll put it like that. It's great. And I've come to the conclusion after soul searching no nah, i didn't do that but you know it sounded cool um i didn't need to do any soul searching lecrae is one of my favorite rappers he just is he just is i don't think he'll ever end up on my top list of best rappers and he won't end up on most people's list of best top five this this and that he he may never even be mentioned period He's one of those people who just flies under the radar. Like, he just never is talked about. I think it's because of his God affiliation. And he, you know, at least musically, because everybody, most people have affiliation to God, but he puts it out on Front Street. He puts it out in his music. He lets people know that um, he's not afraid to talk about his faith and, and his, his faith in God. Um, and I think one of the main things I love about Lecrae is that he... Not only is he not afraid to talk about his faith in God, but he does it in such a digestible way where he's not preaching. Like, he doesn't make you feel bad for not feeling like him. He just tells his own story and tells his own battles with um, his temptations with, with drugs, his temptations with women, his temptations with really everything that everybody goes through, a lot of people go through, right? His in, in other words, his story sounds familiar. I feel like everyone can relate to Lecrae's music. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one of the, my, that's the couple things I really love about Lecrae's, uh, his, his, whole art, his whole approach to just making music in general. Not to mention he is a phenomenal rapper from a technical standpoint. Never is offbeat, can flow like a mother motherfucker. I said mother hell, Mo motherfucker. He can, you know what I'm saying? He, has, he can switch flows. He can do everything your favorite rappers do. He can do everything, except he doesn't quite go all the way there with the content that the other people put out. And so I think that's really where the divide happens with Lecrae. It's from a lifestyle standpoint. We, we people in hip hop, we fans, we, we tend to care about the fuckery a lot of times. The shit that doesn't matter. And, I, and while I try not to be a part of that crowd, 
you know, I get, I think everybody's susceptible. We, we, we all kind of like the, the bullshit every now and again. You know what I'm saying? When Future comes out with his, with the shit he talks about with Young Thug, all these people put out the bullshit content. I'll call it content, not music, not the artistry part. The content-wise, we tend to gravitate towards it, but when people like Lecrae give you the music that sounds very similar, but simply have a different type of content, we don't tend to support that. I think that's backwards, man. Lecrae is the exact type of guy we should be supporting. And so from, for, when we start talking about Restoration, his new album, um, he has joints on here, man. I love the song with uh, YK Osiris, Set Me Free. I love the song with him and Kirk Franklin, uh, Sunday Morning. I like the song Zombie. Uh, Only Human with BJ the Chicago Kid. Shit, if you guys have been listening to this podcast long enough, you guys know how I feel about BJ the Chicago Kid. Another guy who flies under the radar, and because he, he has his faith at the forefront, he, it's like nobody wants to really embrace him. But if we're talking about artistically, musically, I believe he's also up there. And so overall, this is a very good project. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to hear us talking about Lecrae and be automatically tuned out. And I'll say I understand. But what I will say on the flip side of that is um, give it a chance, man. Give it a chance. Like, you may actually really, really like this album. And you you really might like Lecrae after all. So that's all I got to say, man. I would give this album a a solid B. What do you think? That's a solid grade, solid grade, and I, I agree with that grade. Um, I'm going to throw out some facts that people probably don't know about Lecrae. Did you know Lecrae is 40 years old? He's about to turn 41 years old this year. I am, I am mind blown right now. I didn't know that. No. You didn't know that? No. Did you know Lecrae is from Houston, Texas? That's another interesting fact. Uh, did you know that Lecrae, his grav, his anomaly album, sold in his first week over a hundred thousand copies. On that album, the features were Andy Mineo, Crystal Nicole. Kari, Jobe, and Four King and Country. That album sold over 100,000 copies. Did you know that Let the Trap Say Amen, his collaboration album with uh, Zaytoven, only sold 17,000 copies? That was his last project before Restoration. His other project, All Things Work Together, an, an album that had a lot of features. T- Ty Dolla Sign, Verse Simmons, Tori Kelly. Um, oh, I love that album. That's pretty that's, good. That's my favorite Lecrae album. Pretty, pretty good album. Did you know that that one sold only 29,000 copies? So it's, to me, the music is great on this album. The music is fantastic on Restoration. I think that uh, Lecrae, like you you mentioned, is a fantastic rapper. The fact that he's 40 years old and he's still in tune with like today's style of music is impressive. On top of that, I feel like he's he's at his peak at 40 years old, turning 41. He's 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 just as good as he's ever been today, musically. He's making great music. He's a great rapper. 
but it's not a coincidence or in my opinion as he started to collaborate with bigger name artists people are going away from him as a fan i think for him it's a it's just a what we perceive as a real like as is he makes the music that everybody else is making so he's not a christian rapper is he losing christian fans i don't know what the case is but his music to me is getting better but he's trending downwards in terms of popularity and sales i don't know what that is but that's alarming to me that's something that's very interesting with that being said you know musically you know what i love <laughs> a lot of these rappers in their everyday music and a lot of these rappers and singers in their everyday music they talk about a lot of toxic stuff right but it feels like when they collaborate with lecrae that's their opportunity to say hey i'm giving back to god giving back to christianity you know so i thought it was pretty interesting to hear a guy like yk osiris on a song like set me free it almost feels like yo like you know i did my duty like <laughs> i could go back to talking about stealing all these other dudes women but i got my one gospel song with lecrae you know same for john legend same for um who else is on the on the album um john legend uh yk osiris uh dj else? chicago kid uh kirk franklin jazzy jazzy these are all other than kirk franklin these are all artists that you know kind of do their own thing they, they they talk about their own toxic stuff but i love that lecrae gets them to hunker down and just kind of focus on positivity that's pretty cool um but and all, like i said the album is great but you know what is the purpose like it is lecrae is he getting his fans because of his purpose as an artist or is he getting it because of the music that he makes i personally believe he is a great fantastic musician but i don't think people are starting to understand his purpose and i that that scares me that that scares me i think i literally think that he's he's turning off folks that don't think he is christian enough christian that, rap could, that that honestly could be what it is that scares, me. That scares he, me he could be caught in the matrix like he's Not caught he's caught in the matrix like you said there's people who started out with him thought he was one way supported him and maybe he maybe they feel like he's straying away from the christianness but then there's people who don't give a, a damn about the christian rap at all and who stay away from that and he's already been labeled as that guy you know what i'm saying so that ain't he's that already he's, he already he's already been labeled as the guy so they're like oh no nah, like i'm not i'm off of it. even though you will appreciate his music if you just listen to it ain't that funny so there's two sides right that's that's a great point there's two sides there's the people that think he's a christian rapper that won't take the time to actually listen to him because they're like a christian rap that's just corny blah, blah blah then there's the people that think that he's a christian rapper and that's the reason they listen to him well the people that listen to him that were christian rap fans are like he's no longer a christian rapper to us they're being turned off and the people that think he's a christian rapper never wanted to listen to him in the first place <laughs> So it's like, yo, he, 
where is his fan base? He's caught. He's caught in the matrix, dog. He's caught. His whole. He's caught in the matrix. I don't know how he's gonna get out of this. That but, is um, crazy. Which I gotta say, listen, I'm. Yeah. I'm about to say something controversial. We may lose some fans. We may lose some followers. And, oh boy! I know. I know where you're going with this. The ill-advised wise guys, man. I know where you're going with this too. Listen, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. Christians, can we ease up? Can we? Can can we have some fun? Can we let people be? Can we not have people on eggshells? Like what Lecrae is doing is great. Get, get behind it. It may not be. May not sound like how you want it to sound but come on christian stop putting people on eggshells let's stop that let's let's stop this eggshell stuff yeah on on that note uh restoration was good i'll, I'll, I'll just again i'll keep saying that hey, listen, hopefully i did not expect an atheist <laughs> to, to huh? <laughs> oh you talking about me you couldn't, yo listen I love how you keep painting me as this, but uh, hey, sure. I'll, I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy. Even though you're the one who loves Eternal Attake more than <laughs> I do. But hey. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. That's a satanist. You, maybe, maybe you're that guy. Antichrist. Maybe, maybe you're that guy, sicko. I'm not. <laughs> sicko, man. We got we to gotta watch people like you, man. <laughs> The ill and the not so advice. So we are back with our ill and the not so advice. And I'm going to start us out here and give you guys the songs that I've been jamming out to, listening to, streaming, consuming, and all that, all, all of the above. First song that I'm going to talk about is none other than Drake. And Lil Dirk, they dropped a new joint called Laugh Now, Cry Later. And, you know, we've heard the reports. Drake is dropping a new album very soon, according to whatever the reports were, called Certified Lover Boy. <laughs> very, very interesting title. You know, Drake is the only guy who can get that shit off. You know, like, it, it's, just, it's just crazy to me how... How corny Drake continues to show himself to be, but yet still be so respected and, and so revered and so loved by everybody. Like, tell me, he's the only one who can get that shit off. Um, I was shocked to hear Lil Durk as a feature on a what sounds like a single. I'm pretty sure this is a lead single from Drake's album. I say that to say, I'm saying I'm saying that because if you if you watch the video to this it just had the whole presentation of a major song i there's no way i could hear this song and w watch the video and say this is this is just a random single that drake is dropping that joint seemed major and so just to hear Lil dirt keep up and and really have a strong presence on that song to me was alarming not that i didn't think Lil dirt could do it because i've been very high on Lil dirt lately um probably for the last year or two year and a half maybe and so while i support Lil dirk's music it was a little shocking to hear him keep up on a drake record overall i think the song is pretty damn good it sounds like a like a god's plan type record like it sounds very similar um 
it's, it's also one of them songs that is going to get very played out very soon because I can see it already. I can, I can feel it. I can smell it. The radio is going to destroy this song. Uh, I might even destroy this song because I've been playing this shit nonstop. It's just one of those songs that makes you want to keep playing it. Dope record. I really like it. Um, I've been seeing nothing but positive receptions uh, as well from it. So I feel like everybody loves it as well. I don't know. If you don't like it, I guess I understand. It, it, it's, it's pretty. It sounds pretty bare as well. While I do think it's a really good song, it doesn't really do a whole lot. Like, they're kind of just chilling throughout the song. But I do, I do really enjoy it. Next song. I want to highlight is my guy, my my brother from another, Bozzy. He dropped a new record called Crazy. And uh, I, listen, man, I, I'm here to just tell you guys, I'm always here for Bozzy songs. Um, I'm very biased towards Bozzy. I'll just come out and say it. it is what it is. The man makes great sounding music. It's, it's almost like he is allergic to making bad sounding songs. Like I'm waiting for the day that I hear a song that does not sound good from this guy so that I can legitimately assess him as an artist and be like, okay, maybe my biases towards his music is not warranted. I'm waiting for that day. I haven't heard it yet. Crazy is another song that slaps from Bozzy. Again, dope. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it too. Upbeat has that like, disco, party, take your choice of drugs in, a, in this like Vegas nightclub, Hakkasan. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you've been to Vegas. I don't need to do much, much, much more talking on that. Dope song, I really enjoyed it. The third song that I really enjoyed this week or the last few weeks that I've been just obsessively playing is uh, Mariah the Scientist. I know, sounds crazy odd name it's really weird uh but hey i'm here now i really like this song this is the first song i've ever heard from her she dropped a new song about a month ago probably called always and forever featuring Lil baby bro i love that joint this song <laughs> this song is a hit like i'm talking about this like honestly it gave me LMA vibes. It gave me uh, like booed up. It gave me that 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 authentic and raw feeling that I think people really loved about LMA's music. Uh, specifically, the songs that really were dope that she put out. Trip was another one of them. It, it just has this this dope ass feel, you know. And uh, Lil Baby once again has just come through in 2020 and just delivered on virtually everything he has touched um and 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 i really appreciate little dirk i'm sorry little 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 baby did i say little dirk before i met little baby but what he was able to do on this song shows the dynamicness of little baby and what he does like he can get very emotional he can get into his lovey-dovey bag and he can just flip around and to get on he get in his trap bag and he just, he balances those two worlds so easily, I feel like. It's not something that many people can even pull off. And so this is a dope song, man. If y'all haven't heard it, check out Always and Forever, Mariah the Scientist. I am a fan of her. If she's going to be putting out music at this caliber, 
I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Those are my ill songs. Now onto some songs that are not so advised from you. I have one and it pains me to say it, but um, Jay-Z and Pharrell with their new song, Entrepreneur, they gotta, they gotta put that song, they gotta unreal. How do you take a song back? Like, I, I'm, I ain't talking about the message of the song because if you watch the video, if you heard the song, they're clearly in their uplifting, empowerment, black, you know, black people, we gotta be entrepreneur. Never mad at that message. I ain't, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about musically here. Musically, this song is bad. And I wish I never heard it, to be, to be very honest with you guys. Because these two dudes do not need to be dropping music at this low caliber like this. Like, it's no reason for this. It's no reason. Jay-Z is Jay-Z. Pharrell is Pharrell. Why are y'all out here even trying to <laughs> tarnish the name that we know what y'all we know what y'all have done? We know. So come on, guys. Like, take the song back. Uh, I don't know what we have to do as a community. Uh, do we have to sign the petition that, that Logic put out? I, I'm not sure. We got to sign something to get this song the fuck out of here. That shit was garbage. It was garbage. And, I, and I'm turning up because it's making me mad because I heard the song a few times and I couldn't believe how trash it was. <laughs> I swear to God, yo. I couldn't believe it. I heard it the first time and I said, nah, there's no way. And then the second time, no, there's no way. Like, there's literally no way this song is that bad. I'm never hearing this song again, and uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel me on that. I'm pretty sure. That's all I got to say. Uh, I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts. Quincy, your thoughts. That's it. Take it away. That's a good list. I mean, <clears throat> first and foremost, on Laugh Now, Cry Later, you have to point out two things. Number one, Lil Durk's verse is legendary on that song. Mm -hmm. Verse. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that like, what was verse that? Of the year. And then one of the lines of the year. Two. Yeah, he had two lines. One line was, take that rap music. We don't play rats in the club. Like, that was a sick-ass line. And you know the second line that I thought I was legendary. Surround Drake with Drake's. Woo! He said, I know I got a case, but I'm going to do what it takes. Woo! That line, surround Drake. It's so simple. It's Bruh. so simple. Bruh. But it's so sick. It's so Lil, <laughs> Lil Durk. Lil Durk has been killing every feature this year. It, this is no different than how I felt about A Boogie last year. I said this on the podcast. A Boogie on features last year was killing everything. I, I promise you, go back. It was killing everything. Lil Durk is having that type of year. And uh, I saw a stat where um, Lil Durk has never been in the top 40 ever mm -hmm. with any song he's ever been on, whether it's his song or a feature. Well, guess what? The Drake stimulus package is going to change that because that song is going number one. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You know, it, he's, he's, Lil Durk is getting introduced to a brand new audience. But I just wanted to 100%. tell you guys, don't let that line surround Drake's with Drake's. Like, to me, one of the best lines, <laughs> one of the best lines I've ever heard in hip hop is very simple, very similar. It was Eminem. Eminem said, I've been cursed 
with this curse to curse. Somebody will be like, he just rhymed curse three times. Think about what he said. I got, I've been cursed with this curse to curse. Anyway, that was a dope ass line. I, I, I am mad at you. I actually did not hear that Bozzy song, but everything Bozzy drops is fire. I am, if you are his greatest fan, I am the second greatest fan. I love me some Bozzy. I need to listen to that ASAP. Uh, I've been bumping the Mariah the Scientist and Lil Baby song for, for weeks now. Like that Bro. joint is, I, to me, I, and at the time, I don't, I'm not the type, like you have to prove to me. If you're a brand new artist, I don't know your name. Like I literally did not know Mariah the Scientist's name. Me neither. And I was like, you got to prove, I see Lil Baby featured on there. Uh, you know, okay, I'm going to give it a shot because Lil Baby's on there. Yep. Best vision of my life. That song is fantastic. And, 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 and Lil Baby on R&B joint, he absolutely murders. Bruh. Bruh. Bro, he be, bro, he slides. He's literally sliding on these songs, dog. And then I know somebody's going to ask In me, and out. what else, else R&B song did Lil Baby murder? Did you hear his joint, his verse on Jacquees' song? Remember the Jacquees song? What? Yeah, you damn right. You damn skippy. Did you hear his verse on Can't Leave Me Alone? Oh, man. I'm a dope boy. This how I'm supposed to be. Or whatever we said on that, that line. He murders. He might be better at making R&B features than making trap songs. I know that people are going to be like, oh my God, he might be better on have you heard? Have you heard Emotionally Scarred on his, on his album? Exactly. And Bro, I'm telling you, he, like, when he gets into his, exactly. his, when he gets into his vulnerable pain, whatever that is, whatever that is, that is where he becomes great. Lil Baby legitimately... That's where he becomes great. Lil Baby legitimately might be like my favorite rap like rapper right now like he he does not miss like he does not miss at all and and as for speaking of misses pharrell and jay-z entrepreneur to, in my opinion <laughs> song wasn't that good either but i i gave them i gave them just their credit just because i I'm no no these are With, some no great. this is we're not doing no no freaking career no longevity awards assess the song for what it was that song is bad and you know what's so funny? Uh, I'm still buzzing <laughs> off of fronting. I'm still buzzing off of fronting. Like fronting to me is one of my favorite songs of all time. Bro, like, in the club. Hey, imagine front play fronting at a house party, bro. That shit is fucking fire. Come on, man. Woo. Anyway, front. This song is bad, but did you know if, front? I'm, 18 sorry. Years? Yeah, that's wild. I was gonna say if they played Entrepreneur at a house party, I'm leaving. <laughs> let, me go, let me go to my list i'm not sure i can top your list but here are the three songs that i was bumping all these last couple of days um and by the way you know what we should do we should you should put a poll out saying whose list was better yours or my ill and not so wise list let's keep let's do that let's do something like that but i'm down man i might win every time but it's cool I, i'm not sure because wait till you hear my three all right let's do it first one anderson pock and rick ross cut me in anderson pock in my opinion is a fantastic singer fantastic and like he can make all those timeless records and all that good stuff but he is also somebody that can make some hyped ass R&B records too. R&B bangers is what I'll call it. Cut Me In is that type of song that you want to listen to 
when you want to go quit your job. Cut Me In is that type of song that you want to listen to when you feel rebellious. Cut Me In is that type of song you want to listen to when you just simply need some energy, a little kick to your day. Like, to me, Anderson Pock is on a, in his own lane when it comes to making music like that. And it's ironic. You know, a lot of people think Anderson Pock sounds like Kendrick Lamar. I agree. I think he actually sounds identical to Kendrick Lamar um, vocally, like his voice. But I'm not sure people are making that type of music that Anderson Pock is making right now. Cut Me In this week. And then a couple weeks ago, uh, the other rebellious joint that he dropped, which um, it was a remix to, uh, please help me with the name of that song, which I've been bumping quite a bit. Um, other rebellious song that he made, uh, whatever. We'll get back to it. But that song, Cut Me In, I think is dope as hell. Second song I've been bumping a lot of is Rex, Life, Raj, and G-Eazy's Bounce Back song. Now, there's multiple reasons why I think this song is tight. If you don't know, Rex Life Raj is actually a fantastic musician. Fantastic rapper, fantastic singer, uh, has a great ear for music. I think he's actually one of the most slept on rappers in the game right now. I'm pretty sure you probably haven't heard a song by Rex Life Raj before. And by you, I mean the world. Rex Life Raj is fantastic, and he puts up a fantastic performance on Bounce Back. But... G Easy, remember him? G Easy was singing, and G Easy was sounding like he was on bath salt last time we heard from G Easy on his uh, "Everything Is Strange Here." Like G Easy was on his nostalgic hippie, um, probably doesn't buff. Like he was on that mood. G Easy gets back to his rapping bag on bounce back, and he reminds you why you fell in love with him. Listen to me when I tell you. His verse on Bounce Back is his best verse in over three years. G-Eazy's verse, I'm going to repeat, his verse on Bounce Back is his best verse I've heard from him in three years. I'm going to leave it at that. That should give you guys, go ahead and listen to it. That should give you a reason to listen to it. Bounce Back, fantastic song. Plus, you're going to be hearing Bounce Back throughout the NBA playoffs because they said that that's going to kind of be the theme song for the playoffs moving forward. Um, Young Boy Never Broke Again Casey Talk is my third song That I think was pretty ill I don't know like I don't know if it's the greatest song in the world But the, the hook Just it, it got stuck in my head It got stuck in my head Like I don't even know what he's saying But I, I just personally in general Kind of what you were saying The rollout of his album Like this feels like a real album the rollout of Casey Talk, I thought was fantastic. The song is pretty good. I think he actually sways, sways away from what you're used to hearing from him. This song's a little more unique. I thought the album artwork was pretty dope. It's, it's of him sitting down with his kids and the kids are painting his face. I thought that was a great, great, fantastic album artwork to, to display. And then the name is called Casey Talk. I thought that was pretty dope. He named it after his, uh, one of his kids. And then one of his kids is actually on the song. I thought everything about the song, the rollout of the song, and how catchy the song is caught my attention. Um, not so advised. Earth Gang made a song called Powered Up that I absolutely hate. Now, you know, 
just because you get a J. Cole endorsement doesn't mean these people should be put on pedestal. Like, don't, don't you feel like everybody on Dream Vision gets Dream Dream Vision Dreamville gets put on pedestals? Some deservingly so. Like, I think JID is pretty dope. He's a pretty dope rapper. Boss is pretty dope. But I I think Ari Lennox is pretty dope. I think Ari Lennox is okay. I think she's She's okay. pretty dope. That album She's was solid. pretty good. It's a good album. It's a good album. Hey, Shea Butter Baby was, was pretty damn good, actually. She's solid. Shout out to her, DC. I'm not... The verdict is not out on Earth Gang for me. Like, you, you know, you can't just blatantly be weird in music. Which they are weird. Let's be real. They're bizarre. They're weird. But weird doesn't make you good. And I think that a good chunk of their music is just weird. Powered Up is one of the weirdest songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's it's in the song. I don't even know what the hell they're talking. They're over here talking about we're supernatural human beings. And it, I, I didn't know what the hell. And then their rapping styles are weird. I was like, I'm not sold on Earth Game. Like, I'm just not. Like, I get it. Their styles are unique, different. I don't know about that, man. And this this song right now made me even more like not sold on what they what they got. But I'm sure maybe they'll drop something that'll change my mind. But anyway, that's my ill and not so advised list. That's a that's a good list, man. That's a good list. You know, I'm not. I didn't hear the song with G Easy that you that you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, and the other person i didn't hear that song so i, I have no thoughts however if you're saying that g easy is is back to rapping hard it was his best verse in three years <laughs> Go my listen, god i guarantee you you're going to come back and say yeah, yeah you're right that was his best it, verse. matter of fact on the break i want you to listen to it i'm gonna because remember I'm a, used, i, I want to check it out you know, i'll tell you go listen to this verse before we do the podcast and we listen yeah, i want to yeah, yeah. face I want to see your face after you listen to the verse. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I mean, I want to see your I'm, face right after this. I'm I'm 100 with you on uh, the Anderson Park Rick Ross joint. Cut me in, dude. Man, Anderson Park dog. Like, w- when are we going to like start putting respect on his name as as a musician? Like, I feel like he's another one of them guys that everybody knows is just is talented. We get it. But he hasn't really gotten that real push in the, in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like people don't really talk about him. We, everybody knows his shit is fire. And I think um, I'm waiting for that day. However, I'm not certain if it will come. I'm not certain because he doesn't really have that flair to his style. Like, not musically, but like his image. Like, there's really nothing exciting I feel like people really care about. When it comes to Anderson Park, but I love Anderson Park. He's one of my favorites. I love Anderson Park's music. Um, so I'm with you on that list. The NBA Young Boy, Casey Talk, fire. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's gonna be on his new album. The yep. the the top is that album called Top? The new joint that's gonna, that's gonna top. I think uh, it's gonna the one where he stole Roddy Rich's uh, the album cover we talked about earlier. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be on that. That shit is tight. And Earth Gang. I like Earth Gang, man. Like I, I'm not, sh- I, I'm not sure where all this hate for Earth Gang is coming from. 
from you. I, I'm not certain where it's coming from. But it's it's let's not just label weird as good. Like no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Definitely weird. Yeah, no, they're definitely weird. And yeah, I think we can't do that <laughs> as a community because I think we tend to do that a lot. It's like anytime something's different, it's like, oh, this has got to be great, right? No. <laughs> However, they are very talented dudes. I don't really enjoy their music every single time. Like, I'm not about to sit here and be like, everything they drop is amazing because I don't, I don't feel that way. As a matter of fact, there's probably more Earth songs, Earth Gang songs that I don't like versus I do like, yeah. if I'm being 100% real. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that means I don't like them. Is that what that means? <laughs> you know, Is that and, what that means? And there's somebody that we never really get a chance to talk about because I don't really care to talk about that gets praise worldwide, and I don't get it. He's very weird. Earl Sweatshirt. I will oh, never vouch for Earl Sweatshirt. I will forever. I don't care if I get bashed. I don't care if I get labeled as somebody that does not know hip hop music or know what I'm talking. <laughs> there is no way his music will ever <laughs> sound good to me. Ever. Ever. Earl Sweatshirt's music will never sound good to me. And I'm people not, yeah. like, yo, his 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 uh remember that album he dropped maybe a couple years ago? People were like, This album is amazing. Do you hear what he said? I had to listen to I was like, yo, is my ears broken? Is something mentally wrong with me? Because I'm hearing a dude rapping offbeat, sounding dull as hell. I, I'm, I'm confused. I, I'm not into his music at all. As a matter of fact, I stay away from his music. Zero. However, however, there is a hype behind him that I do see. And it's like, damn, yo. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's a good list, though, man. That's a good list. I think my list is better. But uh, we'll let the people say that. We'll see. We'll see. It was five stops. So, for my ill and not so, what, what the heck was it called? Oh, ill advised thought. My bad. Thoughts. <laughs> my ill advised thought, not that. Uh, I want to talk about the Nas and Doja Cat controversy or quote-unquote controversy. Uh, so just a couple weeks ago on my ill-advised thoughts, I actually talked about Doja Cat, and I said how um, Doja Cat, she is who she is. Like, Doja Cat has been trolling for years now. Uh, Doja Cat is somebody you should not take that seriously. Um, and Doja Cat is, um, you know, I wouldn't say she's the next Martin Luther King, and I did not expect her to be. So for the last couple of weeks, Doja Cat being canceled has been a hot topic. Uh, Doja Cat being hated by the Black industry has been highly talked about. And Doja Cat, strangely, I don't think she's been blackballed, but I think that she's had has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. One of Doja Cat's biggest nightmares happened just a couple days ago and that was one of probably the blackest one of the most powerful rappers of all time Nas set a line on his ultra black song which is really supposed to you know empower us as black people 
show off black excellence. Um, in that song, he made a perceived diss towards Doja Cat. The line that he said was, sometimes I'm over black, even my clothes are black, cash money with the white tee and the soldier rag. Um, we going ultra black, unapologetically black, the opposite of Doja Cat, Michael Blackson black. You know, so right after that song came out, you know, a lot of people speculated on uh, what Nas meant by that. Most people, I would say, that I saw in the comments section of all types of places, uh, you know, great sites, Twitter, Instagram, said that they believed that that was a diss at Doja Cat because of all of the, I guess, racial insensitivities that she's been spewing out as of late. Well, Nas let that soak in, and I thought that that was some good free pub for Nas and some free pub for Doja Cat. And what Doja Cat ended up saying in response to hearing that line was, you know, just kind of ignoring it. I don't even know what you're talking about type thing. And she just kind of like went her way. Well, just today, Nas released a statement that said, that explained why he said Doja Cat's name. And you will be surprised. Here's what Nas said. I was really just saying a rhyme that rhymed with ultra black. I didn't even think of it. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. It was just like Michael Black's in black. They're bars. They're just lines. We play with words, man. That was his response to that line that he said about Doja Cat. So I thought that to me was a absolutely fantastic response to, to, to this whole situation that Nas just did. Like that to me is textbook response. He didn't go the route of let's destroy this Doja Cat that's already getting slaughtered by people. He didn't go the route of saying like, yo, you know, my lines are so intricate. They're so complex. Oh my God, you gotta think deeply. He simply just said, sometimes I just need something to rhyme with. That's it. Simple as that. And if you know rhyming, if you read Dr. Seuss books like I did since I was a kid, black and cat rhyme. <laughs> so, you know, in this instance, we dug deep. We try to figure out what something meant. Oh, he he was trying to slaughter her. He's for black lives. Doja Cat's not for black lives. I literally just think what Niles was trying to say was Michael Blackson is very black. And Doja Cat looks white. Just in pick, just face. Nothing more. <laughs> nothing. No insults. No nothing. And that's what I love about hip hop sometimes. Sometimes... Is just simple as that. It's just a way to rhyme. Could you imagine if, if we approach life like that? Sometimes the comments that we made is it's is simple as I just wanted to make the comment just because I felt that way. I love this comment, and I think there's a lot of people that can learn from what Nas said about the comment that he made about Doja Cat. A lot of people, including 
uh, a couple people that are in charge in this country can learn from such a thing. So that is my ill-advised thought. I hope you liked it. That's a good, uh, that's a good thought. Um, simple, good advice for people. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know what to believe in that situation. Cause I could easily see Nas being just not one smoke and just playing it off. I, I could see somebody doing that. I don't know, but his excuse or explanation, whatever you want to call it, it made sense. It made, it did. It made sense. I have no reason to question him, you know what I'm saying, on the opposite side. So, hey, obviously Doja Cat's not going to like that. I don't know if you heard about this, but she she's going to release a song called Nas. Did I heard that. I heard. N-A-S. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? This shit is getting stupid. Yeah. But He's a troll. Um, good thought, man. Good thought. You know, ironically, very ironically, my ill-advised thought it's not about Nas directly, but it's loosely related to Nas. Um, the reason I say that is because I want to talk about copywriting and um, some of the things that artists should be aware of. Um, and I'm mainly talking to like aspiring artists. However, this does apply to all of them. I have a special place in my heart as a, as a former artist, somebody who still has the potential to make music i just choose not to but I, I have that hat on at all times i got the perspective of the artist Nicki minaj if you guys remember she put out an album called queens a few years back and there was a mysterious song that was left off of queens and it was featuring nas i don't know if, i don't know if you guys remember that or not you probably don't so i'm here to bring this up to you guys the song was called Sorry, right? Nicki Minaj and Nas with the song called Sorry. Remember, this was around the time where everybody thought they were dating, whatever. So they, they collaborated. The mystery behind that song not being in, included on that album was related to copywriting issues. Now, I never heard the song. I'll be honest with you. But there was a lot of controversy around that time because that song never never received clearances and never received um, the, the proper paperwork, the things that the lawyers and managers get involved in when you're releasing albums. And so she did not have the right to commercially release that song. However, Funkmaster Flex, who at the time, um, I guess was um, playing her new music, um, played her song anyway on the radio. Uh, even though she didn't have the proper paperwork to back up, you know what I'm saying? This song being played commercially and to the public. And so I say all that to say there was a lawsuit that, that came about shortly after because again, the paperwork was not there for the copyright, the license to actually do it. I'm sorry, to, to put the song out. And it opened up this entire lawsuit that is still ongoing till today. I mean, we're talking two years later, three years potentially later, this year is almost done. This, this lawsuit is likely going to continue for another few years, but it's all centered around what is fair use, right? Because if you're an artist, and listen, I've, I've been in this, I've been in this shoes, been in this seat rather. You find a beat online, right? 
And you're like, oh my God, that's a cool ass beat. You don't pay for the beat, but you're able to download it, which has the tag of the producer, right? And again, this is a loose example, but I'm, I'm giving you guys a, a, a just a similar um, sort of take, but you experiment with the song, right? You, you come up with a concept. Oh man, I really think this song should sound like this. You lay down the song over this beat that you still didn't pay for, right? And you're like, damn, yo, I really think this song is dope that I just made. I wrote amazing lyrics. The concept is amazing. Now it's time at that point to go and purchase the beat from the producer. Well, guess what? Sometimes somebody already bought the beat, right? Somebody already bought the license to that beat from a commercial standpoint. So you can't actually put that song that you just made out and make any money from it. And so this is a this is a this is mainly a warning more of a PSA I would say just for any artist that if you're if you're actually making music. And by the way, before I even get to this point, she's going to be sued and she's going to lose money, like a lot of money because again, that song being played over the radio, it was not on Queens, it was not commercially commercially put out. However, it did come out. And that's completely against what you should be doing from a fair use standpoint when it comes to creativity, putting out records, making sure that your, your, all your songs are, have the proper clearances and all the things that come along with all of that. This is, a, this is a notice for you guys. Like, make sure you have your paperwork correct. You know, like if you're in a situation where you feel like you have a hit on your hand or you feel like this song that you just made is is right for your album, your project that you're making, make sure you properly consult with the person you are sampling music to. Make sure you properly communicate to their legal team, the people that are in charge of their, the music that they distribute. Make sure you have all of that in line because it's going to come back to bite if the person that you sampled is someone who is very proactive in suing people. I mean, we see it daily. We see it all the time. This ain't going to be the last situation where this, where this occurs. Nicki Minaj is not the last artist who's who, who first artist who's ever been sued. She won't be the last. It's going to happen. And so just know that it could happen to you if you're an artist. So just be very careful about the usage of other people's work. Uh, and again, this, this was related to that song, Sorry. I'm sure you can find this song on the internet somewhere. You know, the internet's weird. They, they, they put out everything. You can find the song. However, it was never released commercially. And she's being sued because of it, uh, because it was played on the radio. And um, yeah, you guys should be just wary of this. That's my advice, thoughts, man. Just be careful. You know, that's, that's it, man. It, that is the ugly side of music. You know, a, a lot of times, like for instance, we are all waiting on Donda. My guess is that Donda is being delayed because Kanye typically works with a lot of people. So he got, and he samples a lot. He has to get so many things cleared before it comes out. So if you have a, a great idea or you have a whole bunch of songs sitting in your catalog as an artist, there's so much work that has to be done behind the scenes for it to get cleared. 
which may delay them even coming out. Or sometimes people are just like, it's not even worth it. What What's the point of even bringing it out? I don't feel like clearing all these hurdles. Right. It's the ugly side. I think, personally, I think we are missing out on some great, great songs, projects because of the ugly side of music. <clears throat> Copyrights, the people don't want to give up things. Like, for instance, did you know Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, they used to work with each other a lot. They stopped working with each other and they stopped being friends because issues like this. Was, I think um, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, I think Paul McCartney owned part of his music or something like that. I don't know what that well, is. Well, the, the Michael Jackson, in, what I know is Michael Jackson ended up buying the Beatles catalog. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson yeah. ended up buying the Beatles catalog. But something happened there. And I believe that was a part of the whole ugly side of music. But that's an interesting advice thoughts. You're always fighting for the artist. You're always fighting for the little guy. Bro, you got to, man. If it wasn't for the... Yo, listen. Everybody starts as a little guy. That is true. If Why? you... It, it, actually, actually, that's not true. That's true. Eddie Wop's first song was Trap Queen. I keep telling you guys that. <laughs> he started as a big dog. Yo, hey, that's a fact. But what was he before he made Trap Queen? Uh, apparently he was at church. He was at church. <laughs> he was a little guy, man. Damn it. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm for the creators. Damn it. Create, but create responsibly. That, that's, that's it. That's it. Uh, that's all I got, man. Time to get up out of here. If you guys made it this far, again, hit that like button on YouTube. Hit the comment button. Hit, that's not even a button. Hit the subscribe button. Comment, share, do whatever you need to do. Support just us. All, just hit all kinds of buttons. Just hit every button. Fact, just just keep end. clicking. Just keep clicking. That's it. Um, yeah, what'd you say? I said keep hitting buttons and you'll get somewhere. Matter of fact, even hit the, the antivirus button. Hit them all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Hit all the buttons, damn it, while you're watching the video. And uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, yeah, let's get out of here, man. This is the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast. And as always, if you're giving advice, make sure it's ill. Yes, sir.